This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today's guest on Valley Views is local musician and composer Marcia Stockton. Marcia, welcome to the program. Hi, Gary. I'm pleased to be here, and I'm really enjoying our beautiful weather today. It is a beautiful day. So what brought you to the Wet Mountain Valley originally? My husband and I lived for almost 10 years on a backcountry ranch in the Sierra Nevada mountains in California. And the backcountry experience with no amenities basically got pretty tiring for us. We moved to Nevada, and we lived in near Carson City, Nevada for three years. We had two horses with us. We needed to find a place we could move to and take our horses. So my husband started shopping around on the web looking for rural places that we'd like to live. And we wound up here because the cost of living is favorable. The environment is favorable. We love this small community. Great. So let's talk about your interest in music. Mm -hmm. Uh, What sparked that interest, and what sort of music do you favor just naturally? Well, my mother was very musical, so from a very young age, I, was a, I, I sang. My sister, my mother, and I used to sing in, in parts, just spontaneously at, around the house. My mother played the piano, and she showed me a little bit how to play when I was a little girl. And I started taking music lessons probably when I was you know, seven or eight. So I started playing the cello when I was eight, and sang in various choirs, and played in small orchestras. And what would some of the music that you were singing or playing on the cello be? We were singing at church, and so we were singing whatever the church choir was singing. We'd sing the Messiah at Christmas. We would sing in church each week whatever the choir director had for us. Classical music is my interest, primarily. Is keyboard your instrument outside of the cello? Primarily. I mean, I've, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. I've, obviously, I've played several other instruments during my life. Right now, with my composing, I do most of my work on a MIDI keyboard where I can perform the sounds of all different instruments in the orchestra. And MIDI stands for? Musical Instrument Digital Interface. It's a musical standard now for digital music production. And when you were younger, did you take lessons on the cello, on the keyboard? Sure I did. Sure I did. Yeah, I had a piano teacher as I was growing up. My cello teacher when I was in college was a member of the Philadelphia Orchestra. He was second chair cellist in the Philadelphia Orchestra, Harry Goradetzer. He's passed away now, but he was a wonderful teacher. So let's talk about your latest project there was an article in the Tribune about oh, a year ago where you started this out, and you've just completed it, and that's why you're here. Uh, fill us in for those unfamiliar. All right. Well, my project is called The 50. I called it that because I decided to pursue a really ambitious goal, and that was to compose original orchestral music for every single state in America. And my goal was basically with the, with the understanding that our country has experienced a period of upheaval, of division, where music uniquely has the power to unify people and bring people together. It can change the way we feel about things and about each other. I think music has the power to heal our country. And that was the reason why I decided to undertake this project called The 50, where I have composed original music for every one of the 50 states. And... I put these all on a website. I have a YouTube channel. So for each piece of music I composed, I also created a video. Many of the videos highlighting nature or 
scenic views of that particular state or the history of the state. Let me ask, are the pieces somehow linked to or inspired by the various states? How do you get that inspiration? Some of them are, some are not. For example, I lived in California for about 10 years, not too long ago. So the piece I did for California definitely was inspired by California history. I put in a little bit of Spanish guitar. I put in some things that reminded me of the California missions, of the agriculture in California. The music I wrote for some of the other states is not particular to that state. It's just that's what I was inspired by at that time, and that was the next state on my list. Mm-hmm. And so those are a bit interchangeable, perhaps? Well, they could have been interchangeable, but once I made a video about the state of Wisconsin, for example, that music belongs to Wisconsin. The music I did for South Dakota, one of the legislators in the South Dakota State Legislature wanted to propose making that piece official state music for the state of South Dakota. I don't know what happened with that, if they actually did it or not. Okay. And for those who have not heard your pieces, are they uh, keyboard pieces? Are they ensemble pieces? What do they sound like? Instrument-wise, predominantly they're full orchestra. I use a, a chamber ensemble, a small orchestra, but it's, it's like we have all the instruments, the woodwinds, the brass, all the full strings, a few timpani. <laughs> Once in a while I use a guitar or a piano in the, in the instruments. And I even used a choir in one of the pieces. And do you have a go-to group of musicians who help you out on these pieces? No. uh, The renderings I've been doing are done digitally for for now. I would like to get the music performed by orchestras, and I'm in the process right now of publishing my scores. So I've I've hired a guy to help me out who's going to help me put these scores in good shape for publication. I am self-published. I do have some publications with traditional music publishers, but I've decided to go a different route. I've found that the self-publication route is, is quicker and it gives the artist more control over the product. So I note that you have a collaborator, Thomas Schoenberger. What's the nature of that collaboration? Thomas is a really unique person. He apparently has music flowing in his mind 24-7. It never stops. So he's composing continuously. And he's a tremendously good pianist. So when he hears music in his mind, he performs it. And I've been helping him arrange his music by adding instrumental parts to them and helping him make videos. We've probably released more than 200 videos with his music on his YouTube channel, which is called Sophia Music, over the last couple of years. So that's another thing I've been doing that's been keeping me really busy. That sounds like an interesting project. So thinking about arranging and composing, what tools do you have and use that were unavailable, say, to Mozart? You know, Mozart probably would have produced even more music. He was very prodigious, but he would have probably done even more had he had access to the tools we have now. We use MIDI, the Musical Instrument Digital Interface, regularly. So when I perform music on a MIDI keyboard, there's a digital recording and I can then edit that, turn it into an, a musical score if I need a score. I can add instrumental parts to it one at a time. I can change the sound of the music from a keyboard to a violin or a guitar or a trumpet or some other instrument. It's very helpful to our music production process. And thinking about your more complex compositions, how many parts are there? Well, I guess we could count them up. 
Typically, I might have two flutes, an oboe, an English horn, two bassoons, two clarinets. That's the woodwind section. And in the brass section, I'll probably have two trumpets, three French horns, two trombones, sometimes a tuba. And then the percussion section, sometimes I'll use timpani, the kettle drums, and maybe a glockenspiel, which is that little high dinging sound. And then a full string section, which is first violins, second violins, viola. Um, because I'm a cellist, I use two cello sections in my orchestra instead of one. I tend to favor the low register and then double bass. So that's a typical large orchestra ensemble that I will write for. And what is your process for writing? Folks in the Valley who compose on, say, guitar or keyboard, it's a fairly simple process in terms of numbers of parts. You're basically, at the end of the day, it's probably done. How long does one of these projects take with all the parts? I've had some that came together in just about a day or two. It might take a week. I have trained myself over the last few years working with Thomas Schoenberger to work very, very quickly because I can't keep up with his musical output, much less my own. So usually I'll start with a piano score uh, and just sort of an outline of the piece of how, the, how it would sound if it was played on a piano. And then I'll start adding instruments one at a time. It's almost like a painter painting where you're adding layers onto the canvas one at a time. And you might see something that looks like it would be better if you changed it, and so you make changes. And little by little, you keep painting more instrumental parts on it until it sounds the way you want it to sound. And how can folks uh, best hear some of these compositions? They can go to my YouTube channel, Marcia Stockton, or they can go to my personal website where I have the 50 compositions with their videos linked. And my personal website is marciastocktonmusic.com. That sounds good. Marcia, it sounds like you had an interesting uh, career before you were composing. Uh, you worked for IBM. It's said that you have many patents to your name. When, mm -hmm. What sorts of projects were you working on? I joined IBM in 1988 as a professional hire. I was already a programmer at that time, and I joined their networking architecture department. So my first jobs at IBM involved designing networking protocols, and over the span of my 18 and a half year career at IBM, I got involved in high availability computing, where you're designing networks for customers, and they can't have anything, they can't tolerate any type of a disruption. We're talking big customers like American Express or Fidelity or, you know, great big banks worldwide. I got into advanced technology where we would assess new technologies that were becoming available and analyze them and study how we might apply them to solve customers' business problems. So as I did more and more of that, I got involved in wireless, Bluetooth, security, large networks, fault-tolerant, highly available networks. IBM started sending me around to different conferences around the world to talk to customer groups, and I got a chance to travel the world for IBM and meet with CEOs in different countries, basically explore what business problems they had that we might be able to help them solve using our technology. Okay, that's a good summary. Thanks. Marcia, as we run out of time, any final thoughts? Yeah, I really want to share something with uh, younger people. As you're making your way through life and trying to decide what it is you want to do, you might want to think about, instead of being guided by 
other people telling you what's the best path for your life, what's your career, what you should focus on. If you want to be successful, think about what gives you inspiration, what gives you happiness. And if you choose something and put your mind on it like a laser, this is my focus, this is my goal, this is what I want to accomplish, that's how you're going to achieve great success. People that do this find that their creativity grows and grows. And the more creative you become, the more happy you become, and the more happy people around you become. It's almost magical. So I really want to encourage young people to pursue creative projects of any kind that interest them. That sounds good. Marcia, thanks for stopping by. Gary, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I wish you the best. One more time on your website where folks can find some of your music. My website, my personal website, has my music on it, and it's marciastocktonmusic.com. We've been visiting with local musician Marcia Stockton. Let's go out with a piece from her 50 States project. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a